Hi, I'm Coach Laura, and this is Oppositional by Nature. In December, I published an article about the issues I've had with goal setting, and as an alternative, I created a list of 10 topics for contemplation that can be used as checkpoints and guideposts for navigating our way onto new unexplored territory. Throughout the next 10 months, I invite you to take a ride with me into what Joseph Campbell calls the uninterpreted life, the path that is meant only for you and, as such, is not yet cohesive or known. Each month, I'll expand upon one of the topics and use them to initiate us further onto this journey of descent. You may be familiar with the ways and the ideals of the ascent, of goal achievement, striving forward and upward, breaking through, overcoming, but the world has so much more to offer than a single direction. There are not just heights to explore, but depths. A journey through the depths reveals us to ourselves. It is a path down into the center or the core, and I won't lie to you, it's shadowy down there. But there are unimaginable riches along this path if you are willing to dive, to dig, and sometimes to fall. You'll have to be willing to make sacrifices, to give up what is not you in order to discover what is. If you agree to join me, consider this your official initiation. I'll come around and collect blood signatures later. So without further ado, here's the first topic for wayfinding, excerpted from my original goal article. It says, the psychologists and founders of Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, ACT, defined acceptance as not passive tolerance or resignation, but an intentional behavior that alters the function of inner experiences from events to be avoided to a focus of interest, curiosity, and observation. What are you curious about? Okay, before we officially start walking down this path, we have to first clarify our direction by identifying our North Star. Even if we have some ideas of outcome goals we'd like to achieve, it's more important to understand the direction we're walking in rather than the destination we're hoping to end up at. Direction tells us more about where to place each footstep, which is where we actually have control. The ACT psychologists agree that the first step of this process is to identify our values. And there's a crucial distinction to be made here between core values and beliefs. Values are intrinsic. When we uncover what we value at a deep level, we can learn to recognize the difference between choices and behaviors that are aligned with our values and those that are not, and then make more conscious choices about which way to move. The key experience to tune into is that values-aligned choices will feel like vitality. You'll gain energy and life force rather than the opposite experience, which will feel restrictive, numbing, or deadening. Beliefs, on the other hand, are our assumptions about the world. Beliefs may be supportive and encouraging, or they may cause suffering, but what's most important to know is that beliefs are malleable. They're not actually a preset, generally agreed upon set of operating instructions for human behavior. They can be exchanged, dispersed, and rearranged. Among my primary core beliefs, some of them make me feel expansive and free. These are things like the persistence of symmetry and order in the natural world, 
that the universe is essentially relational rather than made up of separate entities, that dogs are the most superior life form, and that coffee is the lifeblood that fuels the dreams of champions. On the other hand, I also have a number of beliefs that I've begun to witness have negative impacts on my life force. When I believe them, they tend to make me feel isolated and stuck, among other unpleasant feelings. Some examples are that I'm a self-made person who is destined to do my work in this world without any help. That no one really gets me on a deep level. That everyone should generally adopt an indoor speaking voice. Or that the humans who live with me should have learned by now how to perform simple cooking tasks without creating more crumbs than we have food in our house. If a particular belief is causing you pain or heartache, it may be worth investigating. After an enlightening experience in her early childhood, Byron Katie has created a series of questions designed to interrogate thoughts in order to become aware of the roots of her core beliefs. She created this system out of her desire to maintain her enlightened state, which is based on her continuously tested hypothesis that all suffering is caused by believing our own thoughts. Her work is a little too much of a psychological ass-kicking for the bounds of this article, but I recommend going through the process of Byron Katie's work if you're into that kind of thing. When we take our beliefs for granted and assume that they are unequivocal, generally accepted facts, we may be holding ourselves back from moving in alignment with our values. For now, though, please don't start thinking about initiating behavior change. All we're doing here is building skills around awareness. In my introduction to the parent article of these wayfinding topics, the aforementioned making peace with goals, I wondered about the yearly cycle of the large group of people who, every January 1st, resolve to become healthy and fit and stick to a workout routine, and then all but abandon their gym memberships about three weeks into the year. I'm used that perhaps the reason they've been unable to transcend the same cycle year after year is because they've been approaching their desired outcome unmagically, which is to say, out of order. If we borrow the definition of magic from the anonymous author of Meditations on the Tarot as the application of the principle that the subtle rules the dense, then it seems there is some rearranging that needs to be done. Instead of starting with behavior, which is dense and visible, there is an invitation to begin with the subtle, tacit aspects of human experience, thoughts, energy, and emotion, and then witness how behavior is a natural outcome of engaging specific, subtle domains. Let's begin with some investigation into those subtle realms, shall we? Let's say you have a similar goal to become more healthy and fit. Maybe it seems obvious why you'd want to accomplish such things, but let's do the dirty work and name it anyway. What do you think the experience of increased health and fitness will afford you that you do not have now? How do you imagine you'll feel in your body as a result? How will it affect other areas of your life? Is there a thought, feeling, experience that you'd like to avoid or reduce by reaching these goals? As a result of taking the time to sit with these inquiries, you'll ascertain vital information about what you value. And this is the core work of this first wayfinding topic. It's not enough to just name our values without some investigation because as much as we'd like to believe that we operate from a place of value, conscious value-aligned behavior, 
That's simply not true. And since you've already been initiated onto this journey with me and it's definitely too late to back out, you'll need to be willing to sift through the muck of your unconscious desires, the reasons you don't always behave in alignment with your values. Okay, I just made the process of reclaiming our values seem like a real bummer, didn't I? Let's take some deep breaths. Another one. And a third one for good measure. Inhale and let it go. Okay. This is where the wisdom of the first wayfinding topic comes in to guide us. Most therapy views defense mechanisms as maladaptive, even as we muster compassion for their origins. But through the lens of ACT, we're encouraged to shift from an attitude of condemnation of our self-protective habits to one of curiosity, respect, and affirmation. Here are a few things I'm curious about. As I work to disarm my belief about relying only on myself to overcome obstacles, reach individual goals, and be successful, I wonder about all the other people and non-human others who are also setting goals and intentions that undoubtedly cross paths with my own. The more I'm humbled by experiences of deep listening, I'm reminded that my perspective is only one amongst an interconnected web of subjects. I'm not on an island here enacting my will over a subordinate, inanimate environment. What if the goals and intentions of other people are actually more generative for the collective than the ones that I'm currently enlightened enough to put forth? What if the goals and intentions of trees are actually far more powerful than any human ones? Not to mention bacteria. It seems silly to believe that humans have so much control over the world when we know that bacteria vastly outnumber all other life forms on Earth, that they have inhabited our planet for at least 3.5 billion years, and that even our human bodies have 10 times more bacterial cells than human cells. Another thing that I've been curious about for as far back as I first heard the story is the commonly accepted interpretation of the creation myth of Adam and Eve. As a lover and frequent reader of myths and old stories from many origins, I can't help but notice the familiar theme of a controlling patriarchal authority figure who says something along the lines of, everything is totally fine, you can have everything you've ever wanted, just don't push the red button. Haven't we heard that before, like in every fairy tale ever? It seems fortunate to me that Eve, being the only one of the two not experiencing Stockholm Syndrome, had the presence of mind to eat the apple. What if our commonly held interpretation of this story is wrong? What if the worlds are reversed and we're actually living in the Garden of Eden here on Earth and we've just forgotten how to see it? Couldn't it at least be possible that This isn't a trial run for getting to some mythical afterlife where finally everything will be okay once we pass all of these tests that we've made up for ourselves. What if this is it? And more importantly, how would we want to live if it is? Anyway, I encourage you to spend time with your curiosities. Consider how they may inform your values and your behavior. But remember, don't get ahead of yourself and start implementing changes quite yet. This is only step one. I'll meet you back here next month for step two.